Welcome to the Books, Beards, Booze podcast, where Bob and Derek have beards, talk booze, and drink books. Something like that. All right. This point, there'd be some music. No. Where's the chapstick? I will leave. I will turn this recording around. It's fair. So, um, all right. As always, I'm Bob of Tells by Bob. I'm the Ask the Podcast, Derek. I'm Tanya. Not creative consultant? I'm not feeling very creative. And actually, while we were doing this, I was trying to think like of a fitting intro for me with the theme, but I couldn't I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I just, you know, I'm just a regular 45 cent Tanya. Okay. Wait, what? Well, while we're talking about regular 45 cent people. <laughs> Is it because someone bought something for 50 cents and gave you a nickel back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. 50 cent with a nickel back. 45 uh, cent, wow. boys. <laughs> wow. You'll understand why that joke is relevant here in a minute. <laughs> um, but first, we're going to talk about the news. So I have some I have some news. First up is our book news. So I don't know about y'all, but I pay intense amounts of attention to British politics, um, far more than anyone who doesn't live in Britain should. Oh, do you, um, governor? <laughs> I do. And <laughs> I watched the Liz Truss debacle with like incredible glee. It was the best. It was the best political theater I have watched in a long time. And for those who are unaware, Liz Truss was literally outlasted by a head of lettuce as prime minister. Um, nice. There was there was a live stream that you could watch this head of le- lettuce decaying. And it like is like the Daily Mail did a well this will Liz Truss outlast this head of head of lettuce and you could literally watch the live stream and she did not. Um, so why are we talking about that? Well, it's because um, here's what the article says: the authors of the first biography of Liz Truss are scrambling to update their manuscript after the UK Prime Minister resigned earlier. Back to the rewrites, tweeted co-author James Heal <laughs> after Liz Truss announced she would be stepping down after only 44 days in office. Nice. So, yeah, uh, it, the nice. book is called Out of the Blue, and it was supposed to be the first biography of her <laughs> and was going to focus on the beginning of her time as prime minister. But now it's going to be telling the of entirety it. of her time as prime minister <laughs> and she left out of the blue out of the blue <laughs> yeah. yeah oh god it was so good um so i just thought that was funny because I, I remember seeing the headlines it's like ooh, ooh, that this That's book quick. might be a little this book might be a little premature <laughs> it's just gonna oh, be god. real thin it's gonna be a novella we love that. well so it so i've, I've looked into it and uh, they've been serializing it in one of the newspapers over there, and uh, it covers it covers her career to date. Um, and you know, so there's like her time as like foreign secretary and whatnot. And so apparently, as foreign secretary, she had a writer similar to like what a rock band has. What? Um, yeah, like when she would go visit embassies, they had a list of. Here's the shit that you have to have on hand. And I I copied some of it down. She would expect double espressos served 
in a flat, white-sized takeaway cup, and the coffee had to be sourced from independent stores. Um, she placed a ban on big brand coffee, except when she was in the in, in the UK, when she would accept a coffee from Pret a Manger. Well, I don't hmm. know what that is. Um, and her favorite espresso machine was moved from department to department every time she changed jobs and cabinet reshuffles. So look, I respect a coffee snob. Like well, I I've I've realized that I'm becoming a coffee snob. Um we got a French press and that's been a game changer. And then we switched from pre-ground beans to whole beans of like the Dunkin' Donuts variety. And then we started getting like better beans from Sprouts. And um, I can't drink the shitty Dunkin' beans. I just can't. I can't even make cold brew with them. They're, they're, be- they're so below me. <laughs> Ew. It sounds de-French pressing. It is <laughs> yes, but no, I completely respect a coffee snob. She likes what she likes, and yeah. coffee's the well, most important meal of the day. Uh, so well, hold on, dark it, it, dark roast, no nothing in it. I don't care. We're done. Mm-hmm. I don't care what kind of dark. Just it's not that hard. Like don't overthink it. Like relax. Yeah, well, I've been having mine um, as a medium dark roast, um, medium or dark roast, either one. Um, and I'll put a little bit of sugar-free um, French vanilla syrup and then some half and half or heavy whipping cream. Ain't nobody got time for that. I'm weaning myself <laughs> back to black coffee. I would drink black coffee and then I just went nuts with the cream and sugar. And so now I'm like dialing it back in steps. I've, uh, the only time I have coffee with any in anything in it is it's like, oh, this isn't coffee. This is this is my dessert. Like, it's a milkshake. Yeah, like otherwise there's no mm-hmm. that's not coffee. Yeah. And yeah. I do that very, very, very rarely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Frappuccino is a milkshake. If you get that for breakfast, just be intellectually honest that you're having a milkshake yep. for breakfast. hundred <laughs> percent. It's fine. Just own it. Just it's not yeah, coffee. Exactly. It's like I am not judging you. You do you. I'm just saying, yeah. admit it. Yeah, yeah, don't sit there with a straight face and be like, oh, I need my coffee. I'm like, I'm sorry, <laughs> sir. There is no coffee in the, in, in the famous in words that milkshake of, concoction. In the famous worlds of Charles Barkley, don't lie to me. A muffin is just an excuse to eat uh, cake, cake for breakfast. For breakfast. <laughs> you, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <sighs> Auburn hungry. got their ass kicked yesterday. Speaking of Charles Barkley, it was great. Um, and oh, so- how's Alabama? They're doing good. Yeah, they are actually. They've only lost. How, how that Tennessee game? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. We don't talk. About <laughs> like go Vols. It's great to be. Volunteer. Did I get muted? I feel like I got muted. Mm, no, I, I hear you. I Tanya. almost did. I, I almost muted you. you. <laughs> Oof. Um. Mm. Wow. Okay. Even I couldn't have gone that far. Uh, <laughs> we about got heated in here. Um, oh, but also she's apparently like, there was a ton of stuff on her list, but like, she was also like real persnickety about sandwiches. Like it had to be f- a freshly made sandwich. It couldn't be any sort of plastic Pre- prepackaged oh. sandwich, which in my, like, I- I'll back her that. on that. Mm-hmm. But like, also who's trying to serve the foreign secretary of Great Britain, a vending machine sandwich, you know, like that's bold. Um, yeah, if, if they were trying to do that, hmm. Uh, I wouldn't do that. I don't want a pre mayonnaise sandwich. Ugh, I don't want a mayonnaise sandwich. Exactly. So, I mean. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't like want it all soggy. I don't, I don't like it. No. And, and I can't think of those without thinking of the Futurama episode with the, the brain worms 
The, mm-hmm. It's the second saddest episode. Do y'all not ringing a bell? No. Fry eat. Fry eats uh, like chicken salad sa- sandwich from a vending machine, and it had worms in it. Gross. Um, but the worms like massaged his brain and made him super smart, and so he like won oh, Lila's yeah, love this, yeah. finally. And then he realized, well, she doesn't really love me. She loves the worms. So he like purges the worms and then it's back to like, she has no interest in him. So second, second saddest episode. And we don't mention the first. We one. don't mention we the first. On. No, we don't. So if you haven't seen it, well, get fucked. All right. Um, so Aggressive. <laughs> hey. no, no, if you haven't seen it, good. Your yeah. tear ducts are safe. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, there is. Coming up November 12th. Um, I don't know if this episode will have aired by then. Um, and I don't even really know where it is because I don't think I made notes of where it is. Uh, I want to say it was like Virginia or Kentucky or something like that. It's in Casper, but I don't know what Cat state. Casper. Okay, yeah. It's in Casper, wherever Casper is. Could be Wyoming. It sounds like Wyoming. So, but there's the 2022 Booze and Bacon Festival. Fuck yes. All right. And it also, I mean, they really should invite us to this because it also has the 20, because uh, I'm terrible at research. Actually, I'm impeccable at research. I'm just, I really was kind of rushed today and kind of half assed this one. So um, <laughs> it is Casper, uh, Wyoming. The Google told me. Okay, good. So they also have the 2022 Honest Amish National Beard and Mustache Championships going okay. on. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So Beard Team USA, Visit Casper, and the 2022 Booze and Bacon Festival are planning a competition weekend of delicious fun and excitement on Saturday, November 12th. It's going to feature bacon-filled dishes from a variety of local restaurants and samples of beer and liquor from national and local reps. So what I'm hearing is that we need to be on watch for 2023, and then we record from location. I love this for us. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, booze no. and bacon. I mean, let's go. And like, how I found this was, it was actually like a call for like they were looking for like vendors and stuff. It's like, God, need we need to be there. Damn it, um, Bob! I know. I found it too late. Um, I got too much going on. I'm going to be going to be nanoing it. It's nano season, people. Uh, it's going to be going to be like hot you can't, Like you can't write on a plane. You could. You could write flying to wyoming well okay so i actually can't because i had a work trip to vegas and i brought my laptop on the plane with me and y'all know me i'm not going to pay for a good seat so the delta like economy seat if i fold down the tray table and i put my laptop on it I uh-huh. I end up having to type <laughs> on it like this, it like really sits like up on my chest, like it's and it's intensely uncomfortable because I tried to do that because I oh I'm gonna be on this plane for hours this would be a great time to get some words in, and no. it was not great it was objectively awful so nice. Um, nice. if I'm gonna do that I'd have to pay for a good seat and I'm real cheap so mm-hmm. yay um, well yeah wow so fuck my life. So again, we just look forward to 2023 and we plan ahead and we we go record from location because Maybe I would love to, to go to Wyoming. Us. Yeah. I, not a lot of people say that, but yeah. 
I mean, I would like to go just because I've never been there, but it's not like I sit here and like, yeah, fuck yeah, Wyoming, you know? <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Wyomites. I was going to say, just being a hater. Why, is it Wyomites? I don't think that's right. I think it's Wyomians. Uh, Wyomans. Wyomanims. <laughs> there it is. That's oh it. God. <laughs> Got it. Got it in one. Um, I don't think you. That's not how one worked. That, that was not one. Learn yeah, close count. Enough. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> one train wreck. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that that people. That's why you pay us the money you do. Oh the quality, <laughs> the quality research and wordplay that we bring to the table. Got the good um, book learning over here. Why are monims? Why are monims? Yes, yes. Um, why not? That sounds almost like a new like candy bar from Mars or something like that. It's like you got you know Mars bar like man. Let's go. Um, but speaking of food competitions, I actually got to go to uh, the Burger Bash. Montgomery had that here recently. Mm-hmm. It was like ten different restaurants and. Uh, competing to see who had the best burger in Montgomery. If you didn't eat 10 different burgers, you did it wrong. I didn't. I uh, ate. Uh. Well, here's the thing. Some of the burgers had ingredients that were integral to the presentation that I didn't like. So um, I had the ones I had either didn't have weird shit on it or they would give it to me without the weird shit. But some of it, it was like so integral that I couldn't. Uh-huh. But I did really good. I was proud of myself. I had one that had a I was like, I just really don't want onions. And they're like, well, we've got onions, but they're like so fine. You can't tell that they're in there in our bacon chutney. And I was like, okay, I'll risk it. So for the bacon. Yeah. Yeah. So I had that and I had one with like blue cheese crumbles on it, which I don't normally do blue cheese. Um, It was real good. Um, But I just have to say, so if you've ever been to Montgomery, you would know that our most iconic restaurant sadly is Chris's hot dogs, um, which I think is really like the most resounding endorsement of Montgomery that you can really make. Um, it's a hot dog place and it's not like varsity in Atlanta. It's, it's okay at best. Anyway, they competed. So everyone else shows mm, up. You had hot dogs in a burger competition. Nope. nope. They okay. brought burgers. Okay. Everyone okay. else was cooking burgers on the spot. Had like brought grills and were cooking them up. And They're like, like, fuck that noise. They were fresh. And like, so you see all these like fancy grill apparatus going, you know, cork and cleavers there, uh, funky fortes there, uh, tower tap room, which to me had the best meat and they won. So it made sense. Um, uh, they're all, everyone's just really going, going ham burger on this. And, <laughs> uh, uh looked over and Chris's hot dogs has shown up. They have a table and a cooler and they just fling open the cooler and just have pre-made still in the, in the white wrapper burgers that they will just, they cut it in half through the paper and hand it to you. And they're like these flat squished burgers. And I was like, sounds about right. I was like, yep, they, they came to win. (laughs) So I did not yeah. have one. Um, <laughs> I I just walked on by. I was like, no, fuck this. I, I ain't got time for that. It sounds like that would be like a fancy crystal burger. The yeah. equivalent, you know, just kind of eh, and yeah. smushed together. And you, you kind of eat it, the packaging a little bit. 
Even yeah, and honestly, to. I'll say this. It honestly made me think of, and I know it was nowhere near as good, but it reminded me of those Curly's burgers from back in oh, the day. Oh, fuck. Curly's were so good. Yeah. And yeah, it was lost too soon. Fucking Curly's, man. God, those so fries, man. Yeah. For those oh. who never ate there, which um, was probably everyone. Hits yeah, they literally shut everyone. Yeah. Um, it was this place in Troy that was only open for like not even a year, I don't think, but they would give you a like sleeve of curly fries. And like the moment they hit the bag, the bag instantly became see-through with grease and they were so fucking good. So Um, good. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And they had like one bad month and they were already like, so on the borderline that one bad month put them under and they just shut down. It's like, fuck. Ah, if I could go back, I would get more curly fries just to help them stay in business. Yeah. I yep. feel like I didn't do my part. You did. I tried. You're, all, you're both disappointment to me. I didn't. I was a broke college student. Yeah. I was a broke yeah. bitch. Mm. What money? Mm-hmm. It ain't none. Mm. So I think the right. entire household at that point was subsisting on pizza from their various work. Yeah. Because we had work multiple shifts. people. Yeah. We had yeah. Pe- multiple people who worked at Domino's or uh little caesars and so that was like 80 percent of our diets at that, yeah. that point in time you say that like it's a bad thing or like my life has changed any <laughs> <laughs> hey All you right. get sushi now i fucking love sushi yeah. but no but the vast majority of my food is pizza because they deliver and i'm lazy <laughs> i feel that yeah all right so let's dive into our book our, our book battle topic this okay. this week, the topic was picked by creative consultant Tanya. So uh, if you hate it, it's all her fault. I thought it was fun. So yeah. she asked what we think is the nickelback of books, meaning it's a book that everyone loves to hate on. It's like cool to hate on it, but it's not actually that bad because let's be real. Nickelback is not as bad as all the hate they get. They're not they, great, right? but they're they just, not as bad yeah. as everybody makes them out to they be. They just have a very specific sound and it's mm-hmm. repetitive. That's yes. the issue. Yeah. But if you like that sound, and you're going to enjoy well. most of it. I mean, yes. it's like Pearl Jam. All their shit sounds the same, but no one shits on Pearl Jam. Actually, uh, yeah, Tanya, yeah on, Tanya, I agree. People yeah. shit on Pearl Jam all the time because of oh, Eddie okay. vocals, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, um, and I think, I see, I thought that they were just you know, poking fun at his vocals and not like the entire band because all it shit really is mostly the just his vocals. Um, yeah. but no, Pearl Jam is much better. Band well, well the band is just his vocals, the rest of it's pretty garbage. So, I mean, wow, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to do that to <laughs> people that just wow push my Bob. buttons today. Yeah, <laughs> uh-uh. 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 I was just at a child's birthday party, which not mm-hmm. I'm not super pro child, and oh I was literally asked to hold a baby. And <laughs> I, I, I stiff armed that, you know, did not hold, hold the, baby, the baby. So I'm on it. Cause gross. <sighs> Ugh. Like right as they're like, Oh, hold the baby, hold the baby. Like, Oh, it, she's pooping. Like that's why I'm not holding your kid. <laughs> and they're covered wow. with germs and they're always sticky. Why are they always sticky? Cause Ugh. you're not doing your job. <laughs> Oh eh, no, eh. no, that kid touched Their something. Grubby sticky little once. hands. Oh god. Oh, <laughs> uh, food was good though. So nickelback, nickelback, <laughs> nickelback. Um, all right. So, what's, what's your nickelback book? 
Um, here's, <laughs> I have, this will be a shocker. I have a, a few things that I, I can say. I've got one real answer, mm-hmm. um, but here's my first answer. Uh, the Bible. <laughs> um, no, uh, but I'll say this, like the most of my interaction with the fantasy community comes from Reddit mm-hmm. um, and Twitter. Uh, that's where I mostly engage with people about fantasy topics. And I'll say Wheel of Time. Yes, anything, that is the answer. Anything Brandon Sanderson and anything Name of the Wind. Right now, it's kind of cool to hate on any of those three. Like it kind of comes and goes. Like people no, it's will be always like really cool to hate on Two Wheel people, of Time. <laughs> people will be really high on Sanderson for a while, and then it kind of swings to where it's like, oh, Sanderson, blah 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 blah. He's terrible at endings. Um, yes, he's terrible at endings. That's why he sold so many books. Um, <laughs> and like Name of the Wind, like people love to hate on Name of the Wind, and I understand a lot of the reasons why they hate on Name of the Wind. Um, but if the third book had been written, you wouldn't be seeing that hate. Like people yep. had so much time to build up a hate on Patrick Rothfuss that they've now started picking that book apart to the nth degree. So, mm-hmm. and then wheel of time, you know, that one just kind of like there, I would say this is not, it doesn't qualify as a nickelback because so many people do genuinely love wheel of time, but it is kind of popular to hate on um, especially books like six through 10 or whatever. I was about to say, so. people genuinely like Nickelback, too. So I think it's fairly yeah. accurate. <sighs> Less so now, but you have to think about it like at the peak of when people were really bashing Nickelback. There was a ton of people that really liked it. There was a reason they were as successful as they were, because people actually well, liked so it. I, I guess here's here's my point. is like the people who like and don't like Wheel of Time, I typically have more respect for them than the people who liked Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> I guess where the difference comes comes from. Like, I don't like Wheel of Time, but I understand people. But you're contractually love... obligated to say that there it's at least okay, because if not, you know that I know where to find you. Well, no, here's the thing. It's not the series for me, but I can I can genuinely see why people would l- absolutely love Wheel of Time. It's just not the series for me. Right. It's just not you. But Nickelback, Nickelback. I can definitely see why people would like Nickelback, but I'm betting there are people out there that have Nickelback tattoos and, that's and not weird. ironically. And it's like, why? Like, okay. I don't no, see I any see, reason okay. to love Nickelback. Okay. That that's, where, that's where, that's yeah. where I get uh, that. Okay. Ugh. Liking so, versus loving something. I get that. Yeah. So, but here's, here's where, here's my, my real answer. The sort of truth series. Um, Does that get a lot of crap? Oh my I mean, I god! It does but... it literally? If it ever comes up, seventy-five um, percent plus of the comments on Reddit are going to be just taking the biggest shit on Sword <laughs> of Truth series. It is hated on there. Um, people just love to shit talk it. Uh, and here, so here's here's my thing. I have read part of a wizard, the wizard's first rule, and I've seen part of the TV show. Um, so I'm not. It's it's not really fair for me to really say if it's good or bad. I'm not. A, I'm not. It's not fair for me to say that. But here here's where I come down on it. Um, a large part of the hate that it gets is because Terry Goodkind is an Anne Rand fanboy. And starting like book six, he starts to get 
real yeah he tries to really work a lot of objects what is it objectivism objectivist philosophy Uh, into uh, the books and that first off people people. a lot of people don't really read fantasy for politics like that and if they are it's typically not going to be atlas shrugged in fantasy form you know like so there's that there are i've i've seen there's you can go read some absolutely brilliantly hilarious reviews of his stuff where they just trash him taking quotes but as well as like if you take a quote out of the context that's not always fair i haven't read the book maybe if i read the book that quote would stand out to me i don't know um but so here are two things i found as i was i was researching this so the novel series, I didn't realize Terry Goodkind was dead. Um, he died like two years ago. Yeah, I was about to say very mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. 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 But so the novel series frequently enters lists of top fantasy novels. In 2011, an NPR poll of 60,000 readers from among 5,000 fantasy novels nominated found the series as the 62nd most popular fantasy science fiction novel of all time. Um, and the series has an average rating of roughly four stars on Goodreads, with some of the novels having received many thousands of reviews. So, I mean, a lot of people like, here's the thing. If the if the books were legitimately shit, you're not going to get 22. No. I mean, is Nickelback even still putting out albums? They just came yes. out with a new song in the past like month or two that I Chris. stumbled across somehow. Yeah. And it's just like, they were like, this is a metal song by Nickelback. And I was like, so it sounds it- like harder nickelback i was talking about <laughs> so is limp biscuit do you know Limp biscuit's still putting on music yeah no. Bob yeah. Huh. Um, yeah yeah and i heard it's not bad um which would be a real change of pace for them oh i mean that's wow. what i was that was my next wow. statement because i never liked them but whatever uh, breaks up is wow. still a classic no it yeah but good. that's not fair yeah all right so here's another thing this guy on reddit said and this is a quote he's like terry talk about terry Goodkind." At a convention panel on sex and fantasy, which I think that'd be a cool, cool panel to go to. I once asked George R. R. Martin about good kind sort of weirdo tendencies regarding sex, which if you aren't familiar, he has this whole like BDSM culture of like women cop people things. Um, and apparently that really pissed George R. R. Martin off. Uh, because they're good, they were good friends, and he saw "quote unquote" he saw none of that stuff in Good Kind's books. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, George R. R. Martin liked Weird. it, I guess. Um, yeah, so I've read the first four of those books um, and have read them multiple times. You can say that the stories are not for you, but you can't say he was not a good writer. It's the same yeah. thing with with Robert Jordan, like. You just can't. Like I'm sorry. Like you, <laughs> like I've I've I read like legitimately. I when I was writing, like the biggest influences on my writing style were the two of them, basically, because there was a really cool. You know, I'm not going to go into it. But the, the point would is, this, would you say that your two biggest writing influences now are George R. R. Martin and Patrick Rothfuss? Yes. Yes. Well, oh, well, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe Robert Jordan because they're just dead. Well, you know? he's dead. <laughs> like, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, rest in peace, buddy. Uh, no, uh, no, but yeah, those. Yeah, I like again. I could see how people because honestly, at a certain point, I stopped liking it too. 
the word like the writing is fine but i just didn't like the story kept taking yeah. weird turns that i didn't appreciate um yeah and that i find these days that like i'm pretty forgiving on writing like i'm not super forgiving on editing like if your book is just trash edited i'm not gonna be super, super forgiving but like you know if your book is even passively written i'm fairly forgiving in that regard but where I end up hating books most of the time is they just take a weird turn. You know, I was like, wow, oh, this is, you're taking the story this way. I really thought this was going to be a different kind of book. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done here. So yeah, uh, yeah I get that. It, I guess it kind of depends on like how you, for me, it always depends on like what the sales pitch is coming into the book and where versus where it goes. Cause like a lot of times you can read the back of a book and then you come into it and it's like, this is not the bill of goods. I was sold. Okay. okay but to be fair, like, on the back of books now, all you get are blurbs yeah. of, <laughs> oh, this person's such a good author. Like, you don't tell me anything about the book. Yeah. This I is a book that. about I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Please I hate give that. me a synopsis. So then I go to like fucking some one of these websites and read the same thing. And I'm like, y'all. But th- that's what I think that's where I think that's what the problem is. Right. Because you go to like one of like Goodreads or, or Wikipedia or something like that and read like what should be this like a lead in synopsis thing that would be on the back of a book. Mm-hmm. But it's not written by the author. No. So no. so it's like even if they so like you don't have an accurate depiction of what this book really is because you're not the author. So when you try and write one of those things, it leads towards the direction of the things that the people that are writing it liked about the book, not necessarily the things that were most emphasized in the book. Yeah. So to then fair, you're getting a false just distorted picture yeah. of what the actual book is. No, that makes that makes sense. I will say being an author who has books with blurbs on the back, it's such an entirely different skill set writing the blurb right. on the back. Of oh, the it's book. so hard. <laughs> it is super hard. And there's, a, I think there's a reason why they don't let authors do that for the most part. Cause I don't think most authors have that real skill set. Um, now that said, should the author have more of a say on the blurb on the back? I am virtually certain they should. Um, but yeah, I feel like the marketing department should be in charge of getting that blurb on there. They should just listen to the author more about the content of said blurb um, because fuck writing a blurb is hard. Derek, what was your pick? I mean, it was wheel of time. So you, you, uh, <laughs> that was all I was, yeah, I mean, that was all I was going to yeah. say. It was basically just like, from it, what was I literally, it was literally what I thought of first. Like that was the first thing that I like, Oh, wheel of time. And then the more I thought about it, the more I just wasn't happy with that answer. Yeah. Uh, so my thing is, it's like, I only talk to, I don't talk to very many people about my reading because I just don't like, I don't go online and read. So I have no idea what people think are good and what, <laughs> what they think is bad. I have my opinions about the things that I read. And then I, I talk to you guys about what you think is good and bad. And, you know, I jokingly will just disregard your opinions if, <laughs> if I don't like them. So it doesn't really bother me that much. Fair, but like, fair. but like the Wheel of Time is one of those that like Bob didn't like. And I've heard a lot of people don't like. And I have legitimate problems with per- points of it too. But like anytime I've seen it mentioned occasionally, the extent to which people naysay it is laughable considering how how successful it was, how good yeah. it was like guys so influential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta give that one up. You just gotta, you gotta stop. Like yeah. it's not, it's not real. It's all in your head. 
Yeah, I, I almost I almost thought about Malazan. I almost uh, thought that, but I, I don't know I've, enough about people talking bad about it. Mm, I could see how they and would. I'm, I'm normally one of those people. Yeah, well, so. we, we, we <laughs> never um, did do that ranting and raving no, that we no. were going to do about that. But here, I'll say this. So I've kind of had my opinion on Malazan change, not in that those 10 books are necessarily good for me. Mm-hmm. But someone made the point is like, it's really unprecedented. The scale and scope of Malazan, no one has done anything like this in fantasy. Like, because it's, you know, Erickson wrote those 10 books. The meanwhile, Esselmont wrote like six other books that kind of fill in gaps. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there's like a trilogy that takes place a hundred thousand years before. There's a trilogy that takes place, you know after that follows Carsa Orlong, like just the scope and the breadth. I mean, this is, this is a story, this is arc that follows hundreds of thousands of years, many continents. It's, it's a huge story and the scope is kind of unrivaled in fantasy. And I think it'll be a long time before we see anything even close to this ever happen again. Um, so I'm kind of interested to see where they go with it. And this may be like my retirement project because they'll probably be dead by then i would think because i know they're both older than me um and so so once it's over over you're just gonna yeah maybe once it's over i might yeah i might be in a different mind space and just be like you know what i'm going to read all of all of malazan i'm just gonna i'm just gonna get you a whole bunch of like tools so that you can just like bookmark stuff and highlight shit and just write a dissertation on it and just be like this is the definitive work about say it again how you said it because i hate saying Ma- it malazan can't do it sorry uh, yeah that yeah all right tanya what you got 50 shades of gray i almost said twilight it, that's my second one is twilight yeah. they are not great <laughs> they're not literary masterpieces but they are not at all as bad as the general population makes them out to be. Um, and they I are think, bad. Oh, they, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're not great at all. I mean, but I read all the 50 shades series. It was okay. I've read yeah. worse. I've read worse. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's that's, if, and I think, I think a lot that, of it is. Go ahead. If, if it had not blown up as big as it did, mm-hmm. it would be a solid four and a half stars. Yeah. If it had just stayed like this low key, like smut book mm-hmm. that people just binged on Kindle Unlimited, it'd be a solid four and a half stars. Oh, yeah. It's because it got popular. Yeah. And um, you see a lot of poo pooing and hate upon um, romance and YA and Fifty Shades and Twilight, the books that are mm, generally more consumed by women versus just really shitty sci-fi or fantasy that's cranked out but consumed by guys no one really you don't get that same mass of oh well that's just blah 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 you know but by and large you get that for um media that is predominantly consumed by women Mm. and um but no 50 shades fine it's fine it's not great i mean i've read worse i think really what the issue is 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 like it got big. It mm-hmm. drew in people that don't read that genre. 
So they yes. did not know what the the level of expectation was. So when they come in and they're being told something is good, they're reading it, expecting it to be a different level of good. And they're like, no, this is just what we, this is how we, this is how this works in this genre. Like this, this is kind of yeah. how we do things. And it's like, well, you're being upset that someone is doing things the way they have always done things. You had a misrepresentation of what you were getting. That's a you problem. Well, and it's kind of like, you know, Twilight was written for like teenage girls. And so that was kind of the demographic. And if you're not really a teenage girl, then you're not going to relate to the angst of Bella, for example, you know? See, and so me, if you come in being that, a teenage girl, it, yeah. it, it worked great. Right. Right. But like, you've got, what is that? Um, dragon series aragorn yeah question aragon. mark aragon mm. yeah written by a teenage guy for other younger guys christopher pellini yes and so you know if you're outside of that demographic you're gonna say like oh this is actually really not that good the writing's clunky it's whatever but you're outside of the target demographic i mean i was in um, the target demographic and i was crapping on it but <laughs> i'm gonna be honest <laughs> uh, well but like look go back to twilight the last half of the third book there's three mm -hmm. books right it's a trilogy right uh yes four? i think it's a trilogy twilight trilogy. and then breaking dawn and the eclipse it, yeah, i don't was, know if that's the order so the, four, but... the fourth book was a retelling of book one right yeah from, I, from, I think yeah, so anyway think, but the last ha the last half of the last book in the original run um, it's actually really good. It's vampire politics. There's like a almost mm -hmm. battle. Like that part's really good. Like me thinking, having read that far and like these books are not good. Um, that last half was actually really good. If if the whole trilogy had been that, like, oh man, this yeah, yeah, turn this into a TV show. Vampire politics, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but unfortunately, you had to read two and a half books of angst to get there. Yeah. They're not great. They're not literary masterpieces. They're okay. I've read worse. Definitely have read worse books. And, um, you know, I don't regret having read, for example, Fifty Shades. Um, I, I will say with Fifty Shades, but, mm. you're, you're pushing it on Fifty Shades because her <laughs> overuse of ellipses is seriously disturbing. And her inner monologues, like yes. analogies that she would make were batshit insane okay but i learned <laughs> i learned the word avuncular from that book it's avuncular yeah it's talking about an uncle you know about she and was I'm, referring to a guy as being he was very avuncular it's like thanks well, thesaurus you know what i'm not going to talk favorably about my word today calendar in a literary sense you know <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no I mean, like there, she, she would was, just it was okay. God, it was just like, oh, my inner woman, like my inner inner goddess. Yeah, my mm. inner goddess, like yeah, kicked off her goddess. shoes in the mud room and grabbed a mop and started scurrying around tiny. Like it, 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 she would go off the rails. Um, it was look. There's it's super problematic. Both of these books. Let's be real. Yeah. Fifty Shades and Twilight. They have some serious problematic things. Um, yeah, that are make them very distasteful and deserving of the shit that they get. That being said they're not as books that bad they're bad yeah they're not that bad <laughs> i would say twilight i'm much more forgiving of twilight than uh because twilight i would argue is well written it's just 
Okay, well, Fifty Shades, Fifty Shades is just the the fanfic of Twilight, so it makes sense that it's a little worse. And it yes, Um, but no, I I would agree. (laughs) If 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 Fifty Shades had not blown up, if it had just stayed fan fiction, it'd have been a very popular fan fiction. People Mm would have loved it. It would have been like that Draco Malfoy and uh, Harry Potter hooking up where they like dock penises i don't know the if what happens but what there's the there's a there's a there's a <laughs> there's a very popular fanfic I... about the harry potter where they i think it's i think it's called dreary Draco and harry it's dreary that's, that's, that's that's what you ship that's that ship yeah um, bat ship yes uh... where they where they where they touch penises Bing. and then I don't know. I don't know if that's what happens, but I mean, like, that's a super popular one. It's Leviosa. Leviosa that dick. No. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done. But yeah. Um, Yeah. Nickelback. (laughs) Not good. Not as bad as everybody makes it out to be. Who knew that we would get to docking? Docking. (laughs) Oh my God. In this conversation. Wow. Wow. I like I want to just say can I go home but I am home. So where do I go now? Bob's home? Uh, that that requires to drive, my house. But... Just let's just be good, but you could pet the cats. Uh anybody got time for cats? Hello. I have trained. Yikes. I have spoiled Parker so badly mm-hmm. yes. that um to accept belly rubs that he was laying on the couch yesterday and I came near and he kind of like side-eyed me like ooh Ooh, are you coming close? And the closer I got, the more he would roll over onto his back, <laughs> revealing his his tender nuggets to me. And so I got in there and gave him a little scratches. Whoa! Can you like <laughs> ease up tender with nuggets. the what the fuck? <laughs> the, the veal cutlets. <laughs> Ooh, Sherbert has like a, her primordial pouch. Um, it's like little chicken cutlets dangling down where she runs. It's like swing, swing, swing. Her little chicken cutlet tummy. <laughs> Cute, <laughs> chunky. I wish you could see my face right now. Oh, what the, if you would turn your camera on? Uh, I don't have a camera <laughs> on my computer near here. Bullshit. Uh, it's around Bullshit. here somewhere. Your mom's yeah. around here somewhere. Yeah, she is. Two streets over that way. Yeah. Probably <laughs> doing some yard work she shouldn't be fucking doing. It's Anyways, raining. It's damn. I wouldn't y'all. stop her. Yeah, it's too okay. Damp Let's wrap this up. <laughs> We're saying the word damp and I'm out. <laughs> It's well, that's where you draw the line. We're, we're, we're going to talk about fucking docking, but no, docking damp, is okay. Uh, damp. No, they took their their damp ah, la, la, la. All right, and docked them together <laughs> moistly. <laughs> oh god, all the Fremunda cheese. Eat everything <laughs> about the both of you now. You're just spreading damp smegma. Mm. Oh, no. oh, just end this. What is wrong all with right. you? <laughs> all right. Oh god. So um. In the coming Gross. weeks, <laughs> in the coming weeks, if you're taking part in NaNoWriMo, uh, I hope it's going well for you. Um, otherwise, I hope that you're out there in the world, do, living your best life, not damp, not moist, possibly docking if that's what you're into. Oh and God. may the blessing <laughs> of the beard be upon you. Okay, bye. Thank you for checking out Books, Beards, Booze. As always, you can give us a like and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. And if you got some time, why not go by our website, tellsbybob.com, all part of the Tales by Bob podcast network.
this podcast is part of the Tales by Bob Network. To see all our great shows, go to talesbybob.com.